Do you feel politically homeless? Lost in the chaos of modern politics? Not sure who to believe? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Democrats call him a Republican. Republicans call him a socialist. He is Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Welcome to the Man in the Middle podcast, season three. I'm Stephen Reynolds, your host, recording today from the historic WGNS studios located in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Well, folks, believe it or not, election we're about a year away from the next election in this great state and county and country and uh have you if you've ever thought about getting involved we have got an amazing opportunity to get involved today uh miss kelly northcutt the chair of the rutherford county democratic party is joining me today kelly welcome to the man in the middle well thank you Stephen. thank you so much for having me and yeah we're uh we're on the cusp of uh, a lot of opportunities coming up. Yeah, well, Kelly, so tell us what you have going on. And uh, this happens, I think, every, what, two years? Every two years. We mm-hmm. have a, a biennial, biennial, that's a that's a tongue twister, a biennial reorganization of the county Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a statewide thing. The Tennessee Democratic Party does it uh, uh, across the state. So every mm-hmm. county is doing this. Right. Uh, this. This time it has been delayed a little bit because of... Uh, COVID concerns, um, because it requires uh, Democrats uh, um, throughout the county to get together and um, elect their executive committee members. Um, This go-round, it'll be by county commission districts. Uh So we'll have one executive committee member from each county commission district. Okay. And then the newly elected... uh, executive committee members will elect the officers the chair and vice chairs and secretary that will be the the officers for the the rutherford county democratic party for the next two years wonderful so all over the state uh the local democratic parties are meeting and reorganizing Mm -hmm. and folks if you've never been to one of these it is a chance to see democracy at work on the on one of the smallest scales but it's one of the most impressive scales, wouldn't you say, Kelly? I, mean, I would say so. You know, it's mm-hmm. it it seems small scale when you look at the grand scheme of you know Democratic Party capital D you know right. uh, over across the whole nation, um, and even Tennessee Democratic Party it seems small scale uh, that our county, but our county is really important at, at this juncture in time because we are on the verge of flipping blue. We have had an influx of. Uh, uh, folks, well, as you know, it's like even during economic downturns, Rutherford County is a boom county. We've been growing. When the housing bubble burst, we kept growing, right. you know, and we have new people moving in all the time. We've kind of become a bedroom community now that people are working, uh, you know, from home. It's right. like it's so much easier. And buying houses is so much cheaper here than in Williamson County or Davidson County. So we've become kind of a, a place where people want to move and raise their kids and go to school and people that go to college here want to stay. It's just we have a really wonderful community and people like to move here and stay here. You know, Kelly, that you're exactly right. And I'm so glad you brought that up right off the bat. You and I both know we, we 
we look at the numbers, I've been looking at the numbers for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. There's probably 60,000 people in Rutherford County that will vote Democrat of what we've seen in the past few elections. Is that right? Am I close? Um, 50 to 70,000? Am I in the ballpark? Well, actually, the last election, Uh the last uh, presidential election, Uh we had a higher turnout of voters in the county than we have ever had. Right. Now, there was an increased turnout of Republican voters and Democratic voters. Yes, there was. But there's... There's 195 uh, roughly registered registered voters Mm -hmm. in the county, Mm -hmm. and our turnout was 74%, just slightly under that. So we had 144,000 people cast votes in the last election. And we found a lot of Democratic voters out there that had not shown up at the polls before. Yes. And that's part of why this is such a big opportunity. It really is. The Cason Lane area Mm -hmm. did almost a 26% turnaround from the 2016 election that's true they had a huge needle move it was number two in the country from what i saw it was one of the biggest flips in the united states that's awesome yeah and so i I think what the message what we're trying to get out here is that even though you hear that this is a red county Mm -hmm. and that the red folks are typically very loud Mm -hmm. and very boisterous and obviously very much in control and very comfortable in that control yes Yes. (laughs) but but the real truth is is there's a lot of democratic voters out there there are and there are more than had turned out previously so Mm -hmm. part of the reason that it's so important if if you've ever thought about getting involved if you have a talent that you can apply to help Mm-hmm. get Democrats elected, it is vital that we make that push now. It's like if we don't do it now, we will have missed a golden opportunity. Yes. And we have the potential to flip several seats, mm-hmm. not just in the state, but in Rutherford County. Mm-hmm. And that's everything from, you know, there are judicial uh, contests that will be that will be on the ballot. Uh, there are county commission seats that will be on the ballot. And that that has a lot more to do with what, how people's day-to-day lives go than you'd think. Yes, the uh, local there are government. school board positions. Oh yeah, that really affects someone's life. If you look at the decisions and that they've made during the pandemic, and all of the the outcry against you know what they've been deciding and um, you know whether or not they've kept the health and you know health of our children in in their uppermost decisions it's like there's uh, that that alone underscores the importance of a school board seat and if you're if you're inclined to run for office i encourage you to come out if you just want to help with uh writing letters to the editor or doing graphics for social media or um working on campaigns we need you know people that are good at finances to help on campaigns and to help the county party as well we need people that um that really feel a passion for making a change and what you can do as an officer or an executive committee member is not just be vocal about your support for the democratic platform and the ideals that you hold dear but you will have the impact of making the plans for fundraising, making the plans for outreach, which is vital to get making the 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 plans for voter turnout for mm-hmm. get out the vote mm-hmm. and for helping the candidates that that feel like they want to run for public service. And that it, that is how we change the world, basically. It, it, it really is. And, and uh, you know, Kelly, uh, I'm a historian. Mm hmm. Um, in the 225-year history of the state of Tennessee, the Republicans have basically been in charge for 11 years now. 
Yeah, and how's that going for us? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And so I think mm. that if you're one of the 50,000 people, mm-hmm. 70,000, whatever that number is, a large number mm-hmm. of people, this is your opportunity to really uh, put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. and get out there and try to make a change in this community. I'm, we're not saying that that uh, uh, things are, you know, that our people are bad. We're not uh, trash talking or mudslinging against the other side, but there are a lot of people that are hungry for change. Would you agree with that? I Kim? would agree with that. And I think yeah. that's why the turnout was so large with the last election. Yeah. And this will be a, you know, this will, won't be a presidential election, but it will be a gubernatorial election. Yes. And making the change at the top will affect so much in what we can accomplish even if we flip a few seats you know in the in the legislature or the the state senate um you know it's like the governor kind of has the final call to sign a bill or you know it's like if we don't have a commanding majority vetoes are a possibility sure so uh i i know for a fact there are some wonderful people out there that are kind of doing their research and scoping out the possibilities and there are going to be some great democratic candidates for governor i I think i think you're right i think we've got a few surprises coming out there for sure for governor um but anyway kelly so if you're one of those 50,000 people here in Rutherford County or Mm 70,000, whatever that is, a large thousands of people. Yes. What is the date for the reorganization? When do they need to show up and where? And where? Um, Okay, the reorganization will take place on Saturday, August 14th. Okay. It'll be at Barfield Crescent Park at Pavilion 7, the large corporate one. Mm -hmm. Um, And it'll be rain or shine, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, whatever the weather, it's got a, it's a large covered area, so we'll be good. Uh, Even with concerns with the Delta variant, we'll have room to social distance it'll be outdoors so uh we'll we'll try to maintain uh a a safe space so everyone can feel comfortable coming out that was my next question the people that typically vote democrat are probably vaccinated are probably very concerned about the protocols of any activity right and we suggest wearing a mask Uh, so yeah so Um, there will be distancing there will be room to spread out yes so we'll make it a safe event uh it'll start uh it'll start at 8 30 and uh typically when we have this indoors the doors close at 9 30 and you have to be registered mm-hmm. um it, we encourage anyone who is a registered voter and is willing to sign uh, um, uh, a pledge that they support the democratic platform the democratic party and democratic candidates mm-hmm. uh, so not just everybody can show up if if you have your voter ID card, bring mm-hmm. that. That helps us know what county commission district you're in. Yep. But if you can't find it, if it's been years since you've seen it, don't worry. Go ahead and show up because we'll have credentialing people that can look you up on the voter rolls. Mm-hmm. So that that's possible. If you have it, that's easier. But don't don't let that keep you away because yeah. I know a lot of folks. You know, you've you've lost it. You just bring your ID and you get to vote anyway because you're on the rolls, and that's fine. We we'll operate the same way. Gotcha. Um, so at nine thirty the uh, registration will close and we'll close off the area Um, if you aren't registered or you aren't on the rolls then you can come as an observer Mm -hmm. you just won't get the the option to voice an opinion or vote Mm -hmm. but you can still come see what's going on Mm -hmm. and you know know who the county officers will be Um, but if if you're at all interested in 
democratic politics in the state, in the county, and in helping further the uh, democratic platform and the ideals that we hold dear, um, I encourage you to come out. Um, even if you have limited time, we'll find a way that you can lend your talents and your time. We'll, we'll have a lot of opportunities. And the good thing is the more people show up to, to participate, the, the less burden it is on any one of us. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so I would like to add to that, if you don't mind, if, you're, if you can't vote yet, but you're in high school or middle yes. school yes. or even elementary school and you're interested yes, and please. You're interested in the democratic process. Yes, because it is in a, in a microcosm exactly the mm-hmm. same democratic process that happens at mm-hmm. the federal level that happens at the state level. Uh, we, we will uh, – the executive committee members, once they're uh, elected, will, uh, will vote for the officers mm-hmm. th- that will serve for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have a, a chair and three vice chairs and a secretary. Yeah. Um, and the, the vice chairs will all have their uh, you know, different focus. But basically, they preside over the executive committee and, and make the decisions, help make the decisions with the executive committee for all of the activities for the party. Uh, for the next two years, which will include the 2022 election season. That's exactly right. So, Kelly, let me ask you about another group of people. There's about 30% of former GOP members out there that used mm-hmm. to vote Republican. And they're are, disenchanted. That yes. have basically left the party because of... Uh, I think they feel the party left them. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. So, so you hear that a lot as well. Would you welcome those folks? Are they welcome to come and witness and see um, um, how this happens? Are they welcome to get involved? Yes. Uh, if you... Well, you kind of have to, you know sign the pledge that you support the right. democratic platform. Right, if you're going to run for an office, right? Right, but, but so it, it, it'll, mm-hmm. it would take a little bit more than just being disenchanted with the current GOP. Right. Um, so if you're willing to sign the pledge, but, uh, gotcha. you know, and there's no one that's going to be, you know, following you around to check, but, right. uh, you know, it's like, I, I, I think it's an honor system. And really we is. really do hope that you take that seriously. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, and, right. and that And that you you've come to a place where you you've decided that the democratic platform is for for the people for supporting people no matter where they are or who they are or what they look like or where they live and if if you in your heart really think that that is what you support now then uh, yeah, it doesn't matter you know right. where where you came from to get there. I appreciate know? that. I really do because I feel like that's the only way that we grow is to accept people. The Democratic Party is mm-hmm. diverse in ideas. We have a very moderate president of the United States, but we have a lot of people yes. that are very progressive. Right, and I think that's how we work best. Honestly, and I they, think we're very good mm-hmm. at um, accepting other people's uh, opinions on how we get to supporting our ideas yes um but basically we all share the same ideals yeah exactly well and there's a you know the pragmatism versus what can happen you know right and so uh, you get this blend of pragmatic with these progressive ideas i'm not afraid to say that Uh, you know hey look let let me just say this if if you live out in rural tennessee Mm -hmm. and you live on a dirt road uh asphalt is progressive okay (laughs) exactly so so that term is relative to whatever topic matter you're talking about that's true yeah and and where you're standing at the time 
Yes. And yeah, and where you are in your life, uh, uh, you know, right. and, and for, you know, someone who's out of a job and has no health insurance and is worried about, you know, uh, mortgage or rent, it's like, you know, progress to you is taking care of your basic needs. Yeah, Whereas right. if you're a, a business owner and you have 50 employees and you're worried about, you know, keeping them on and keeping the doors open during this resurge of the pandemic, it's like progress to you encompasses a whole different set of uh, set of values it, it really does so kelly here's pe- anything else you want to add about the reorganization here's the chance for everyone so please um, yeah w- mm-hmm. it shouldn't it shouldn't take uh very long it um it you'll very much get to have your own voice if you're a registered voter and you sign the pledge to support the democratic party um you you will be uh will organize people by their county commission district mm-hmm. and uh you have to be nominated to to run for ec so if you want to run for that you know bring some friends with you to be sure that you get nominated Mm -hmm. um and you'll be able to uh, you know if there's two or three people vying for it you'll be able to express your opinion about what you what you think is important and what you plan to do with the position Mm -hmm. and then everyone in your county commission district will vote everyone in your district Mm -hmm. votes for their representative representative. isn't that amazing wonderful democracy at work it is and like i said a microcosm it is it is how every all the the big ones should work but on a very small level yes and so even if you don't plan to run if you're just there to help nominate or elect or to see who the officers are you still get a voice you Uh, get to count and you get to vote and support people that support the change you want to see isn't that wonderful i just love to to see that process uh, because because we are in a battle of autocrats versus democracy right now i believe globally and i believe internally in this country yes and yeah it's kind of scary just to read the the latest news about how far how much farther we slide kelly will there be any controversy about counting the votes here or i mean (laughs) i I mean i'm sure that this will be a fair process oh yes definitely and Mm -hmm. we'll have we have a a credentials committee Mm -hmm. that will uh that will be counting the votes um and if there's any question about it we can you know immediately do a recount if there's a tie um then we'll uh i'm trying to remember what the what the procedure is if there's a tie but there's a tie there, breaking procedure there is a tie breaking procedure and mm-hmm. all of it is laid out in the uh in the order of business and the rules for the reorg right. so and that will be available if you want to peruse it before the voting starts so you'll know how we're going to handle everything perfect perfect then, so the rules are laid out everybody yes. knows everything but you know everything how the process yeah, is yeah, going to happen sunlight is a wonderful thing is. everything is open and above board and, and the nicest people you can be around Yes, and that's another thing. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of people, and I know, you know, doing door-to-door canvassing, I've knocked doors, same as you have, mm-hmm. and I've always amazed you go into a neighborhood and, you know, announce that you're a Democratic candidate running for office, and folks are sometimes amazed. It's like, I thought I was the only Democrat out here. Yeah. And then you get to tell them, you know what? Your neighbor, three doors down, said exactly the same thing. Isn't that amazing? It is. Well, and I mean, those, those 50, 70,000 votes in this county didn't come from nowhere, right? They're exactly. out there. Yeah. One of them's bound to live in your neighborhood. Oh, right. Absolutely. Maybe <laughs> or, next door. In your county commission district. Mm-hmm, that's right. So it's a really good way as well mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, 
find other people that are like-minded right and once that happens it's like there's a synergy that that builds and yes. we have some dynamic people that are gonna that are heading committees for outreach and mm-hmm. committees for um for communications and they plan to stay involved you know it's like i will right. no longer be chair mm-hmm. i'm not running again right. um because i'm considering a run for office again in 22 mm-hmm. um not, I'm not going to announce anything yet, but sure, um, sure. <laughs> but it, it's it's too big a job to do both. Absolutely, so, and and it really requires a lot of concentration to to focus on getting candidates elected. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think it's important to rotate, right? I think it's I think important so too. to you have get fresh, fresh ideas, faces, fresh, fresh energy. That's right. Yeah. And no mm-hmm. one feels uh, too heavy a burden for doing everything right. for too long. And that's really important with a volunteer organization. Yes. Um, but all of the people that are officers now and most everybody that's on the executive committee will remain engaged. Uh-huh. So I plan, I'll still be on the executive committee as uh-huh. outgoing chair. Uh-huh. Um, and several of the other officers will still be deeply engaged. And so if you want to run for office or executive committee, it won't be like you're starting flat-footed and don't know what you're doing. Right. There will be people there that are seasoned veterans in campaigns that will, that will help you, guide you. Mm-hmm. Once the EC is elected, they will elect to adopt the bylaws, mm-hmm. um, and you'll have a copy of that, so you, and you can peruse it beforehand as well. But that way, um, everyone, everyone knows what we're doing, how we do it, and you know, you get a voice in in how we get there. Yeah. And that's an empowering kind of thing. Right. So if you feel like things are out of your control with, you know, uh, people that don't have your best interest at heart making decisions, mm-hmm. or just people that don't share your values making mm-hmm. those decisions uh, that are in elected office, this is your time to do more than vote. Right. I used yes. to think that vote, you know, being uh, politically astute, being well informed, and voting was that was fulfilling my civic duty. Mm-hmm. But it got to a point where things were sliding in a scary direction, I and I realized feeling. that was no longer enough. Right. And I think a lot of people out there feel that. I think you're right. That that's no longer enough. And even if you can just contribute a little bit of your time or a mm-hmm. little bit of your money or anything like that, it, mm-hmm. it really gives a satisfaction feeling that, hey, I'm trying to make a difference. Right. You are part of the solution. Right. Yes. And if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anything else on the reorg, Kelly, that you'd like to add? Um, well, yeah, just just a, a kind of, uh, I don't know, a personal note that always make, makes me smile. Um, the the term reorganization always reminds me of that uh, that Will Rogers quote. Right. Uh, you know the the great uh, cowboy comedian. You know Will Rogers. I guess he was a speaker more than a comedian, but uh, he always said, "I'm not I'm not a part of any organized uh, political party. I'm a Democrat." <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Well. There's some truth to that. There is some truth to that. But a lot of that is because we are such a big umbrella that we we welcome and entertain, you know, points of view and, you know, people from all walks of life. And, I, I think and so it can kind of seem kind of messy sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, all the beautiful things in life are. Well, right? I, I think that, yes, they are. And I think that's important to stress because, because there may be folks out there listening to the podcast who may say, well... I typically vote this way, but I don't agree with this issue, or Mm -hmm. I might not agree with that issue, and I differ from them on this. Mm -hmm. We're cool with that. Yes. The the other folks, they're not. 
Right. No, it's a toe the line, party right. line kind of. Yeah, right. you're 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 with us or you're against us. But really, we do celebrate individualism. Yes, and very much so. It. Yes, and exceptionalism and all of that. But uh, yeah. we, we also, uh, I think, basically at the heart of it is we we care about your success, but we also care about the success of everyone. Yeah. You know, that we want to make sure that there's a there's a bar that nobody dips below, that no no child goes hungry, that that everybody's child, no matter what zip code they live in, gets to go to a good school Mm -hmm. that doesn't you know, that has running water and no mold in the ceilings and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and new textbooks and and safe roads and broadband access and health department access. Yes, yes, because that is just that to me and. And I think to most folks that support the Democratic Party, that is the the source of uh, what's guaranteed to us in the Constitution. Yes, the the guaranteed the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's correct. And promoting the general welfare. Welfare. Yes, all mm-hmm. of that as well. And and all of that is necessary. Yeah. yeah. And and so 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 this is kind of a joke, Kelly. Yeah. But but, but we're, we're not asking anyone to sign any socialist pledge. Oh no no. We're not no, asking anyone to sign a communist pledge. No no. I know folks that you know that. Uh, wear that moniker proudly, yeah. and they will tell they w- they'll tell anybody that no, that they the Democratic platform is not socialist. Uh, it is not communism. Not. It is not capitalist. Yeah, yes. but we do do good things to try to help people. Yes, Kelly. The last time you were on the show, you were talking about the rental relief program. Yes, and there are hundreds of millions of dollars still here in the state of Tennessee mm-hmm. where people have not taken advantage of that program, and it's still available. And that's, that's really important you, yes. because uh, I know that um, there, there's uh, the President Biden has uh, asked to extend the mm-hmm. the uh, moratorium on evictions, but in our judicial district, it was already uh, decided that that was that was unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. So how that affects Tennessee is still up in the air. Right. And if you are, you know, on the verge of eviction, up in the air is not where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. But this program predates that decision, mm-hmm. and it's not a moratorium. Right. Basically, if you, uh, there's information about it on our website, I believe, still. Mm-hmm. And um, you can, you know, Google uh uh, rent relief, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you can probably find it, but it's definitely on our web- website, rcdp.org, mm-hmm. and you can still sign up for it. And it's it, it's helpful to the uh, landlord as well as the tenant. That's correct. The landlord can apply. That was the thing that you enlightened me on last yes, time. Yes, the landlord can apply, the tenant mm-hmm. can apply, but both have to sign on to it before it and agree gets to it. Yeah, yeah, agree to it. And the money goes to the landlord. Right. So the tenant is aware that the landlord is being paid mm-hmm. and the landlord gets their payment so they can use that for their mortgage or upkeep or you know the things they need so they don't they don't lose that money. Since and that's the, kind of vital. So yeah. a, a landlord can apply for it and then just let their tenant know. Right. And that uh, you know it's like what what better thing can you offer to someone especially you know a family than the 
opportunity to not get evicted to save them from that to if they've been out of work off the street yes yes especially with a surge a in covid with. cases that's yes. a that's a much bigger concern kelly isn't it a shame that the minority party in the state of tennessee are the only ones promoting this i have seen mm-hmm. nothing from the state government yeah and probably a lot of landlords vote republican Let's just be honest. Yes, and this would benefit them. And they're not getting paid them, at all, but and they been can be. No advertisement, mm-hmm. no promotion. It is a complete failure of leadership. Well, and it was it was delegated out to the county governments. Yeah, and our county government, I haven't seen I haven't seen anything promoting it to tenants or landlords from the county government except what we have done and and the partners that decided to. Uh, well, that's because there's only two landlords in Rutherford County. Really sound like they're both. <laughs> yes, <You> would, <laughs> one you of would them think. may be your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just her family. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, that's true. <laughs> anything else on the reorganization, Kelly? <laughs> um, uh, just that you know, I would I would love to just personally invite everyone that's interested. Yeah. Um, so you know, consider this uh, this an extension personally from me because it really would be meaningful for us to have you and your voice and your passion and whatever time and talent you can offer even if you don't think you have any just somebody to you know make phone calls or write letters or you know help drive with people to the polls exactly whatever it is. yeah there there mm-hmm. are myriad tasks and i'm sure that you know mm-hmm. we you can rotate among them till you find something that just you know lights up joy in your heart absolutely but just knowing you're part of trying to make a difference because we really can mm-hmm. we really have the opportunity to flip some seats and we if should. you get to be part of that how good is that going to make you feel right. on election day when you start seeing those results come in right and uh, race you know like uh brandon thomas where he only lost by like two thousand votes right to mike sparks yeah. uh, you know it's like if if we can knock on some doors and call some people and get two thousand people more out to vote that's that's nothing that's a drop in the bucket and if we can motivate people and reach them and get them involved and get them out to vote it's like you you alone you know one person can really make a difference a huge difference and two people you know it's mm-hmm. like together we can be unstoppable we just yeah. need we need you and 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 you can be on the front end of this folks uh, you mm-hmm. take kelly and i it, what we have seen happens I, mm-hmm. I i can speak for myself I don't, i'm sure the experience has been the same for you mm-hmm. but i've seen it grow oh yes yeah it, since 2016 it's grown exponentially. Folks, there were a lot of folks that wouldn't even talk about being a Democrat or voting a Democrat mm-hmm. at the time. Now, now, people are very open. I ride my bike around my neighborhood, and I see people that still have their Biden-Harris signs yeah, out. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I'm the chair. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, it's like people are much more um, much more vocal about yes. uh, about their political stance, about the things that they hold dear. Uh-huh. Uh, people are much more willing to be engaged and active and you know honestly if if you have the chance to back a winning horse it's like you know that's that's a lot of energy there it sure is it really is and it can be a lot of fun and 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 here's the thing uh, at least for me 
I've met some of the most wonderful people. Oh my goodness! Being yeah. involved, and 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 not just here in Rutherford County, but all over the state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. I've met some of the most wonderful people that I otherwise never would have met, mm-hmm. and people that have become from now on lifelong friends. Oh yes, and and you already you already have shared values. Yeah, well, you know, right. if you feel like you're alone out there, right. it's like this is a perfect opportunity to meet people that that you can exhale, that you can express your frustration with something, you can express your support of a candidate and you know, there are people that aren't going to look at you askance that are going to say yes. Right. And and right. it's really kind of yeah. nice to find other people that share your values are and are motivated mm-hmm. for the you know the same goals right. and you know and pulling together to accomplish them right. and that alone can forge lasting friendships i've met some wonderful people both yes. people that have you know worked and donated countless hours you know and money right. uh, to to further those aims and to work on my campaign and other people's campaigns mm-hmm. and you know people that are are willing to, you know, show up and hand out bottled water at an event. Right, you know? anything. They're, yeah. they're, they can find Kelly and the group can find something for you. Yes, I'm definitely. Sure. And we have a we have an event coming up. Uh, if you want to learn more and uh, get more engaged, we we're going to have a booth at Borough Pride. Okay. Uh, that's August twenty first, mm-hmm. and we'll have some fun kind of things there. Um, we have someone who's uh, starting a Rutherford County High School Democrats group. Okay. And I'm really excited about about that. He's Good. a very high energy person, and I think I think it, it'll be a wonderful group to be part of. Cool. Um, and so, if you're interested in signing up for that, uh, you know. Uh, there'll be someone there that can you know give you information about it um but and you know you can come talk to folks that'll be after the reorg though so the reorg is august 14th august 14th at barfield crescent park pavilion Mm -hmm. 7 and it starts registration begins at 8 30 and the doors close at 9 30 so you have to be registered by then to be a participant but please come out if you've ever thought um I, w- I want to be a part of making that kind of change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you will be in a safe environment. Yes, definitely. Yes, yes. we're very Wonderful. we're very uh, concerned Obviously, about yes, that. Yes, that's that's who kind of who we are. Yes, <laughs> it you is. Know, yeah. Safety matters. Yes, and we believe science. Yes, science and we care is about important. people. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, people's lives do matter. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so Kelly, let's get partisan. Are you ready? Who me? Yeah, let's get partisan a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm bit. there with uh, you. The yeah. governor of the state of Tennessee has lit me on fire in the last month. I'll mm-hmm. just be honest with you. Yes. I didn't think that that we would be where we are now. Um, no, it, he seemed to be quite centrist when he was running. You know, kind of laid back and centrist. And I was I was aw, not prepared shucks. for the direction mm-hmm. that it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sure has. Um, Kelly, they are the Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton, uh, who used to work for Van Hillary. Mm -hmm. If you know anything about Congressman Van Hillary, then Mm -hmm. you'll understand who Cameron Sexton is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's all I needed to know about him. He seems like an honorable man, but I understand his politics very, very well and how how he does his politics. Cameron Sexton has threatened to, um, uh, if any school board around Mm -hmm. the state, uh, imposes a mask mandate or mm-hmm. any sort of uh, vaccine mandate, and we'll talk about that in a minute, mm-hmm. but any sort of mask mandate or segregation of students that are vaccinated or anything like that that might be a safety protocol mm-hmm. that he's going to pull their funding. 
Well, what he threatened was calling a special session. A special session. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. He, he, yeah. he did not enumerate what that threat was. He made a veiled threat. About vouchers, though. But, yes, but it, what it turned out, yeah, upon explanation, was he will, yeah, the, the special session will be to vote for vouchers to pull funding. I'm going to tie this up mm-hmm. in a ribbon for you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Biden administration sent the state of Tennessee hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. just for schools Mm -hmm. about six months ago the lee administration is now suing the biden administration saying that that they can do whatever they want to with that money Mm -hmm. however they want to with that money Mm -hmm. so what's really going on here i believe is Mm -hmm. they're trying to fund vouchers I believe that as well i think when cameron sexton made Mm -hmm. that veiled threat Mm -hmm. to our educational systems Mm -hmm. and keeping in mind that all along through the pandemic whether or not to have in-person schools or have remote learning or a hybrid or whether or not to mandate masks they very much said that is up to the local local lea that that was where those decisions needed to be made because they know their community best yeah and Evidently, that only works if you agree with them. Right. Now, now Big Daddy's watching you, right? <laughs> yes. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to that, – that was, the, that was the, the line then rather than do something about mm-hmm. it that would mandate safety for our school children across the, the state. Um, but now that people might actually be taking their, uh, their community concerns into account and acting on that based on the level of uh, Delta variant cases and even the level of cases in children. In Memphis, I That's think three children have already died That's correct. from the Delta variant COVID mm-hmm. cases. And, and to act as if that is a permissible number, right? to act as if that is that doesn't count i think that i challenge cameron sexton to look into the eyes of those parents that have lost their children and and utter those words yeah. that that is that is a small percentage or, or, or it's a hundred percent of their child it, well and seeing that somehow we can diverge down the path of giving money to private schools and faith-based schools institutions yes. that don't pay taxes right receiving taxpayer money yes and that's that's a, uh, that's just counter to everything that, that <laughs> so public funding and public schools should be. Now you know I'm beclumped, right? Oh, Over yes. all of this. Oh my goodness. I mean, I see what they're doing the in whole real I- time. Yes, the whole idea of vouchers going to private schools and uh, and church-based schools, faith-based right. schools, right, has been just wrong-headed from the get-go. Well, you would public funding should go to public schools. Exactly. You're free to choose to send your your child to a parochial school, you mm-hmm. know, to a faith-based uh, uh, school, but they don't get public funding because they don't. They are not zoned. They do not accept every child. Right. That is how you, that's why you get public funding and private schools don't so and the the whole concept of vouchers to send your child somewhere else is foreign that public funds to to state schools that are already underfunded. We have never completely funded our basic right. education program. That's right. 30% never. of our third graders can't read. 
Right. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's like I've talked to people that came out of Memphis schools that, you know, it's like that none of the none of the uh, drinking fountains work, yeah. that they have mold in the ceilings of their classroom, that their books are so old that the, the history books aren't up to date. Right. And there's not enough books for everyone that they don't. And, and to think that there are there are kids going to schools that fit that description right. in the state of Tennessee and that we aren't choosing to fully fund our schools even though we have hundreds of millions of dollars now in available. a rainy day fund yes well, well, well no i'm just talking about the oh, federal that's money true, the that's federal just money. for the pandemic yes they haven't doled that out yet no and yet they have not addressed the problems that the pandemic has brought to light yes you know it's like the problems were pre-existing yes but they were magnified by the pandemic mm-hmm. and just keeping schools up to date with technology that mm-hmm. makes uh, distance learning accessible that makes a huge difference yes. uh, maybe even you know if you wanted to spend that on something other than funding schools maybe you know expand broadband access because for distance learning you you have to have access to the internet right. <laughs> and right. that doesn't exist across our state yet right and for for him to threaten to pull funding from already underfunded schools right that how is that seen as anything other than just harmful to the children exactly harmful to children right. of tennessee Wonderful. and i don't understand uh, yeah, there's. Well, I so appreciate your passion, <laughs> Kelly. Here's the thing: vouchers have failed all over the country. They've tried them in Oklahoma. They've tried them in mm-hmm. Arizona. They've tried them all over the country. It's been a miserable failure everywhere mm-hmm. for at least the last ten years. Now they're going to try it in ten. Now Billy's, you know, now that's once again the big push: the mm-hmm. voucher money. And he wants to use the pandemic funds to do that. Mm-hmm. You would think that okay, it's failed everywhere else. Okay, maybe it's not a good idea. Oh, wait, we've got multiple FBI investigations mm-hmm. going on because of the voucher vote. Yes. <laughs> that we still have not had resolved. Now, right. they, they would like for us to forget about that, but that's going to come up at oh, some point. It's going to. Yeah, yeah I, I can't remember. I can't forget the footage of the FBI coming and taking boxes out of offices. That's it's correct. Like that's, they did visit the governor's mansion. That, yes, and that's a jarring kind of... Uh, uh, realization about the party that's in control in our state. Right. <laughs> right. So even though there's multiple FBI investigations, mm-hmm. even though vouchers have been a miserable failure all over the country, mm-hmm. they're still trying. Yes, because somehow they figure it hasn't worked anywhere else, but we can do that better. Right. <laughs> I don't understand right. that kind of uh, bravado, Yeah, that hubris. Well, Dr. Battle in Nashville, yes. who's the uh, Metro Nashville uh, director of schools. I just saw that. Her, happens to yeah. be uh, classmates of a really good friend of mine. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm a Dr. Battle fan. I mm-hmm. think the University of Tennessee mm-hmm. president, Randy Boyd. Oh, yeah. Who was former Republican competitor in the primary against Bill Lee? Mm-hmm. Our mandating mask. Oh, now I haven't they, heard that. They That's are interesting. All Nashville, the UT system, mm-hmm. Memphis—they're all starting to fall, and they're saying, "Hey." Take us to court. Okay, we're going to mandate mask. Mm-hmm. Come get us, Governor Lee. See, that's that's kind of what my take on uh, Cameron, Sexton's, Cameron Sexton's threat, right. um, his ultimatum, his threat right. to the children of Tennessee that we will, you know, take your school board, uh, we'll 
take money from you. We will g- call a special session and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll just basically rip out your funding. Yeah. Um, my, uh, yeah, I, I don't personally respond well to threats and I, usually, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, usually I'll call your bluff. Sure. And I really think that that is what is happening. I think that's what should happen. We should call his bluff. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, Dr. Battle has decided that for the safety of their students and the safety of the families they go home to every day yep. and the safety of everyone who is served by a hospital that is potentially running out of ICU beds, right. um, that they will mandate masks and i think that's probably especially in uh you know a very uh, a very large county like davidson county metro nashville sure i think that's a safe thing to do yeah um and I, i think that when you have Nashville and Memphis and the colleges that you spoke about who mm-hmm. are defying that That's the University of Tennessee. We haven't heard MTSU right. yet. I haven't heard anything update on MTSU. Yeah, I haven't heard that yet But either. the UT system. Mm-hmm. So I do want to bring it down locally. I watched yeah. the steering committee for the Rutherford County Commissioners the other night, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And the HR director mm-hmm. was looking for direction because several county employees are now sick oh. with COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the quarantines and the exposures that go with that. Oh, right. Yeah, the contact tracing and how many people have to stay out of work. Could be debilitating Mm -hmm. to county services if this thing gets out of hand. When? And and I'm going to take up for Mayor Ketron right here because she was looking for direction. Mm -hmm. And Mayor Ketron can't really give her any because he's getting none from Nashville. No direction at all. Oh, he from could. Nashville. <laughs> he could. He could. If he's if he'll stand. And here's the thing about Mayor Ketron. He's a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. He understands this how dangerous that is more than anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to call on Mayor Ketron. You know, I I know it's tough, and I I'm sure there are tough discussions going on behind the scenes. Yes. Uh, with and the state he, of Tennessee. And he has had a mask mandate in Rutherford County before. He's taken a lot of heat for that, and I That's respect right. that he made that decision when he did and extended it when the case levels were still high listen i i uh, patted him on the back for the uv lights that he bought through the county to Mm -hmm. put in all the ambulances Mm -hmm. so once a patient goes out of the ambulance they run the uv light cleans the air Mm -hmm. cleans the surfaces surfaces. Mm -hmm. right and we're one of the few places in the whole state that's doing that he took heat for that and Mm -hmm. i'm thinking hey if i ended up in an ambulance i'm so glad mayor ketron has put this in the ambulance right especially if the the last person that they transported had COVID. Had COVID. Right. Yeah. Or any other and communicable disease. you wouldn't disease. always know. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> exactly. So so I think we have to give credit where, where credit's credit is due. due. Yeah. Uh, but, but right now there is no, it is a vacuum of leadership in Nashville, and these mm-hmm. local leaders are floundering. Yes. Um, I don't think that the vacuum of leadership in Nashville uh, means that there has to be a vacuum of leadership in the county. That's a good point. I think that if you are a leader, mm-hmm. you aren't afraid to take the point, even if you take heat. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't be a leader if you are afraid to take take heat and make that point. You shouldn't be a point. leader if you're afraid of losing an election. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, that's really what it comes down to, Kelly, yes, is yeah. that now, anyway, on a local level, Mayor Ketron is going to have several challengers. 
Yes, because yeah, and partly because of heat he's yeah, taken for those positions, so that, partly mm-hmm. because of you know his own and past actions and legal the, troubles, and mm-hmm. you know people taking files from his, his office as well, well. Let me say this, and we haven't had a Democratic candidate in a long time. I don't mm-hmm. know if we'll have one this time or not. Uh, there, there, there's talk of some some wonderful okay. folks that okay. are considering it, well, and I'm very hopeful and uh, okay. trying to convince very convince good. a few people. Very so I think good. we may have. We, we may have a challenger that okay. can uh, give him a run for his money. Well, that'll really make it interesting. So, yes, for sure. I'm hope, hoping so. Yes. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, Kelly, so I just wanted to just point that out. And I'm not, once again, I'm not trying to single out our local leadership here and say this is happening everywhere, and it's because mm-hmm. we don't have a state government that will take a stand. Right, or the stand they do take is a anti-science anti uh well democracy and the thing is you know it's like when it comes to personal health decisions that should Mm -hmm. reside Mm -hmm. with the the between an individual and their healthcare practitioner right but this is a public health crisis Mm -hmm. which demands a public health approach a community response exactly in Mm -hmm. order to preserve the health and safety of the community right and that requires for public servants to take a stand and draw a line and say this this is best for our public safety yeah and uh, yeah frankly if if you aren't willing and able to look at the facts and make that determination you should step down and let someone else do it yeah (laughs) right exactly or if you don't understand why our ancestors made the local health departments autonomous mm-hmm. in certain areas big cities like nashville knoxville they have their own health departments yes and they're and they don't have to answer right. really to the local elected officials exactly and that's what bothers people is that they you know that's really what bothers folks is that they're not elected right but you know what they it's not school. a political position it is not it's that's a, the point <laughs> these yes. folks went to school their entire life this damages our national security by not listening to the medical professionals would you agree i agree and not just with local health departments but with the cdc mm-hmm. you know to challenge that and make them uh, make a political decision that they have to take out certain phrases yeah. to Right. to mollify you know political egos or right. you know re-election it's, chances it's, insanity. It, it's 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 counter to their directive yeah their directive is public health and safety right and that's what this is a matter of because if if i decide not to get vaccinated i'm i'm vaccinated by the yeah. way yeah. Um, right. <laughs> i Me decided too. to do that right. to yeah. uh, for the health and safety of my community and my family mm-hmm. and anyone that i encounter um and if I had decided otherwise, then I should isolate myself because I run the risk of becoming the next, you know, the gamma variant or, right. uh, you know, Lord help whatever, us. however many, uh, how, however far through the the yeah. Greek alphabet well, we let's get. Let's hope we don't get to sigma. Uh, yeah. You know, right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but the thing is, it, it's like the 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 longer people refuse to get vaccinated the more chance there is for a virus to spread and mutate. mutate. And yes. it's a very fast-moving virus. It mutates very quickly. Yes. And it can get it can get worse and more virulent. And I think that we've, you know, it's shown that. And yeah. frankly, a virus doesn't 
care who you voted for. They don't. A virus no. doesn't or care what, your what you are. believe. Right. If you believe it exists or not, or, you're still going to get just as sick. what your constitutional rights may or may not be. Exactly, because I, a virus is a virus, and it does what it does to survive. I, I want to dive into this just a little bit more, and I want to say this, Kelly. We and Dalton informed me of this. Uh, my producer, Dalton Barrett, who just brings you this wonderful hey, show, Dalton. does an awesome job uh, with this podcast. Dalton told me that really our podcast in January of 20 was the first time he really started hearing about the coronavirus. It was, was, was right on the Man in the Middle podcast. Oh, wow. Andy Dickey had just returned from Frankfurt, Germany, where the airport was a ghost town. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, hey, man, this is serious, y'all. Yeah, because it swept through Europe before am, it made it here. I yeah. am so <laughs> tired of talking about this, just like everyone else, Kelly. And there are a lot of people who have followed the rules, listened to their doctors, mm-hmm. done everything. It followed every guideline. Those folks are getting angry now. I'm mm-hmm. talking to them because they feel like the people who haven't obeyed the guidelines mm-hmm. are the reason this is happening. Yes. I, I, if I were, you know, it's like as a, the, the service industry is a big part of our local economy in Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And if I owned a restaurant and was looking at the possibility of having to shut down yet again, and you know that it's because of the people that are that are, have not taken precautions, that don't wear masks, that haven't been vaccinated, or that you know kept going on the party bus when when the numbers were high. Um, I would be I would be really upset yeah. that they're they're threatening your your Lively, business, everything. your life, your livelihood, mm-hmm. and uh, honestly, I've noticed that uh, in some of the hardest hit places. Mm-hmm. Um, the the numbers the vaccination numbers are going up finally right and i think a lot of it is uh well-known people that have been speaking out against mm-hmm. vaccines yes. and the, we spoke about phil valentine before the show started yes. so many of his listeners are now being vaccinated yes and it's a shame that he had to contract it and get so desperately ill yes for that to change now think about when this we start seeing this the children's stories I mean, I, yes, I, but it, it's happening. It yeah. is happening and now, but it's going to get more prevalent is what Dr. Fiskus, who was fired by the governor, yes. was worried about was the children. Mm-hmm. She was most concerned about the children. Yes, and she should be. It's not approved for use in children under 12 yet. They're studying right. it right now. Right. And they're, I think, you know, trying to move quickly to see if it will be safe for children five and over. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, elementary school age children they're not they're aren't eligible to That's be vaccinated correct. yet. That's so correct. they they rely on the responsible people in their community yes. to protect them. The adults to be adults. Exactly. So teachers need to be vaccinated. Uh, their their parents need to be vaccinated. Their grandparents. Oh my goodness! For gosh sakes, get your grandparents vaccinated. Right. Um, and I, it's like we all know people that are reluctant or hesitant uh, yeah or have questions and they may have good reasons they might have Mm -hmm. they have viable questions viable concerns and those need to be addressed and i think for every for every concern that is raised there there is a way to answer that Mm -hmm. to ease their concerns or at least you know uh, help them weigh Make the 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 risk benefit analysis Mm -hmm. um and i don't you know, I don't personally see how you can take that risk-benefit analysis as anything the but the vaccine That's being right. beneficial. When you look at all the numbers. So so that yes. brings me to, you hear this all the time, Kelly. 
you can't mandate a vaccine. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> That's exactly right. You can. If yes. you can conscript an 18-year-old young man mm-hmm. and send him to die in a foreign land, mm-hmm. you can mandate a vaccine in Well, this and we already do. It's like you have to show your vaccine card right. to enter uh, kindergarten yes. in every public school in the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some exceptions, you know, for uh, children that have, you know, immunocompromised diseases or mm-hmm. the people that have a, a true, you know, religious affiliation that, you know, does not allow that. Right. But um, we already mandate vaccines. Right. When uh, p- people sign up to go to MTSU, you're required to show proof that you've had a record. meningococcal, uh, a bacteria meningococcal uh, right. Uh, vaccine. Yes. And you cannot register if until you, you prove that you do because I've gone through that with mm-hmm. with my kids. You know, it's like you so that's mandated. Right. So we so do it, it all the time right. for public health measures. Yes. And this is a public health crisis that is that is so much larger than once in a lifetime than in bacterial meningococcal you know meningococcus at uh you know for college students right that that's a horrible thing and it happened to a number of people and it was a it was a relatively small number compared to covid deaths and yet we mandated it you know you know kelly the and 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 we'll, we'll how much time do we have left here Dalton? let's see about five minutes here, Kelly. You know, um, and I don't want to lose my train of thought here, but we, um, these folks that, we, folks that have AIDS, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be just flat out about it, can be charged, or other communicable diseases mm-hmm. can be charged if they knowingly spread mm-hmm. that disease. Yes. And, and we hear about AIDS because we've heard of people being charged for giving other people AIDS when they knew that they had it. Yes. That is a legal. For not disclosing that. A and, criminal yeah. charge. Yes. So, I, and I know you're not a lawyer, Kelly, but, <laughs> but, but I, it's hard for me to distinguish between those two yeah, and the you COVID have to, virus. You have to wonder about the, the um, you know, what what responsibility do you take if you if you Knowingly haven't affect other yeah people. haven't taken Willingly. advantage of mm-hmm. uh, a free way to protect yourself and your community and you infect other people yeah um yeah it's a uh, that i'm sure it has that been that found will to be criminal in the in the, in with other viruses exactly and and i'm sure that that will come up i mean right now everyone's still in the uh, you know, Shock trying to phase, fight it off, right? And, uh, trying, just trying to survive. Unfortunately, so many are in the grief phase. In grief phase, uh, um, yes. And I've known people that have had it and mm-hmm. had a mild case and gotten better. I've known people that got it and died. Yes. And you know, that's it's just a sad thing that that has to happen. Yeah. And you have to wonder what the culpability is going to be. Yeah. You know, are people going to be held responsible for just? willingly exposing other people to something that is ultimately preventable exactly kelly uh wonderful podcast thank you so much for joining us today and the date again for the reorganization august 14th august that's a saturday Mm -hmm. uh registration starts at 8 30 in the morning and we'll registration will complete and we'll start voting at 9 30 in the morning so uh yeah come on out it'll be at barfield crescent park uh pavilion seven And if you have any questions about it, you can check out our website. There's a a splash page that will take you to information about it, and you can find out more. 
Wonderful. Kelly Northcutt, chair of the Rutherford County Democratic Party. I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. I'll see you next week.